0: Whether we like it or not, at some point in time, as a HMO landlord, as a manager of HMOs, we are going to be the recipient of complaints. Could be a complaint from tenants. It could be from our tenants' parents. It could be from neighbors, the council, from tradesmen. There's a whole host of people that might be inclined or even incentivized to complain about us and our service at some point. And we need to be prepared. And that's why in today's episode, we're going to talk about complaints procedures and why I think this is one of the most important processes that you should have in your business. If you're sat there thinking, well, you know what? I only have a few properties. I've got great properties. I've got great tenants. I've got a great service. I don't need a complaint procedure. Trust me. This isn't a case of if, it's a case of when. So don't go anywhere and please enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here we're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the roadmap, you'll find a full 60 lesson course delivered by me teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets, and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from, and we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side, and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the HMO hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about complaints procedures. I know what you're thinking. This sounds like the most thrilling topic in the world, but Trust me, stick with me, because this is really important. If you're managing HMOs now or potentially will be in the future, then this is so important. Because the truth is, at some point in time, you are going to get complaints from tenants, from other service users, from neighbours, guarantors, you know, whoever it is, we're going to need to know how to deal with them. And we need to deal with them swiftly. And having a complaints procedure in place is a really important way of making sure that you do have a process to deal with them and that there's always a solution. Now, the good news is, if you provide good quality accommodation and you provide a good standard of management, and if you're aware of your tenants' experience in your properties, then these complaints are going to be few and far between. But you're not immune to them. No matter how good your management service or the standard of your property, you are not going to be immune to complaints. Now, the complaints that you get won't always be fair or indeed right or accurate. Tenants and people will absolutely push their luck. But you will get them. And this is exactly why we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared to protect our business and make sure that we've always got a resolution. Now, unless you want to get sucked into endless and frustrating, stressful and potentially very costly disputes, you really do need to have a complaints procedure in your business. And I get it, I know it sounds boring and I know that this could sound a bit pointless, particularly if you have a small portfolio that you run really well. But trust me, it's not a matter of if, if, it's a matter of when. We've got a lot of tenants and while we honestly don't get many complaints at all, very, very few, we we definitely do get them, and they range from the weird and wonderful. Some of them are so weird. And they can be dealt with swiftly or even disregarded. But we do get more serious complaints and Tenants seeking early terminations of their tenancy agreements as a result of these things that they're claiming and, you know, requests for compensation and refunds of rent. And in some cases, tenants asking for backdated rents because we apparently broke the law. So you can see how, you know, there is an importance to this. There is a certain degree of gravity. And no matter how well you vet your tenants, no matter how great you think they are and how well they behave circumstances change and you don't always know your tenants and they will sometimes try and push their luck. And you need to have your wits about you and you need to make sure that you've got a complaints procedure in place to deal with these sorts of things. So why do we need a complaint procedure? Well, the truth is complaints are actually an important way for us to be able to manage our organisation. And it keeps us accountable to our tenants who are ultimately our customers, our stakeholders or other shareholders. If we've got business partners, And the general public, you know, the people that go in and work on our properties. And it can be a really useful way in providing valuable prompts for us to actually review what we're doing and our performance and make sure that we're always being fair and always doing things as well as we possibly can be. Just think about it for a second. How many companies do you know that maybe you shop from or get services from that wouldn't have a complaints procedure? Probably very few, if any, at all. It is just a key part of running a business, More specifically, though, what does a complaints procedure actually do? How will it be beneficial to our business, our HMO property business? Well, first of all, having a complaints procedure will set a manageable expectation with your complainer, whether that's a tenant or somebody else, as to how you actually manage complaints. This is the first really important part about having a complaints procedure. If you don't have it, then tenants think they can just send you messages on WhatsApp or call you and rant at you over the phone or send you. An email, maybe that is how you're prepared to deal with them, but maybe it's not. And making sure that they're aware and having a manageable expectation in place as to how complaints are actually received and managed is a really important part of the process, and you need to set that out. Having a complaints procedure holds you to account, and it actually forces you to deliver the service that you set out. So when we're advertising our rooms and we're demonstrating how good our properties are, if we're self-managing, we'll often like to advertise the fact that we're self-managing And maybe on our viewings, we'll tell people that because we're self-managing, we tend to get things done quickly and we provide a better landlord service. And that's great if we actually do it. But who's holding you to account? Having a complaints procedure and actually allowing your tenants to hold you to account or your other service users is a really important piece to have in place. Having a complaints procedure is also a way of being able to formalise complaints. This is so important. It actually adds gravity to any complaint, which in many cases means that the unnecessary and often unrealistic complaints are dropped really quickly. That can save you a huge amount of time. You know the complaints that tenants like to just send you very quickly because they're frustrated about something, pushing their luck. Well, actually, if you have a formal complaints procedure and you can revert and say, thank you for that. We understand you're frustrated. If you'd like to make a formal complaint, here's the procedure more often than not, and I would suggest something like 70, 80% of the time, tenants or whoever it is will drop it altogether. Because actually, they're just pushing their luck. They very much doubt that they're going to get anywhere with it. And as soon as they know that there's a formal procedure to do it, and they've got to fill in some paperwork and jump through a few hoops, they just drop the idea altogether. That saves you a huge amount of time. And it means that when you do have to consider complaints it is actually the more serious stuff the stuff that really does need your attention you've filtered out i suppose the rubbish before then and finally having a complaints procedure provides a definitive conclusion in the event of any outcome of a complaint so let's say somebody complains about something and you don't agree with them at all and you cannot come to any sort of an agreement they think they're right you think you're right what do you do well Having a complaints procedure and setting it out in the way that I'm going to describe today actually means there's always a fallback option where somebody else makes that decision. It might go your way, it might go their way, but it's there. And that's important to have in place because if it doesn't exist, where does it end? If you don't agree to something and the tenant can't see any formality to it, they could just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And you go round and round and round in circles. And how long does that go on for? How long does that go on for before people get other people involved and you're getting letters from solicitors or lawyers in the more serious cases? You want to avoid that sort of stuff happening and having a formal complaints procedure and doing it in the way that I'm going to outline today will make sure that that doesn't happen. Now, first of all, do you need a complaints procedure by law? Well, if you're a self-managing landlord, then the answer is no, not yet. But in the near future, it's likely that all landlords or self managing landlords will have to be associated with a property redress scheme. And one of the things that property redress schemes require from us or from their registrants is that they have a complaints procedure. And there are a few terms and conditions about how you demonstrate that and what it actually says. So at the minute, if you're a self managing landlord, you don't have to be associated with a redress scheme. So technically, do you need a complaints procedure? No. But that is something that's on the horizon. You probably will in the next few years have to be part of a, uh, a redress body. And so you'll have to have something like this in place. If you're a property manager, if you're doing rent to rent or you're managing other people's properties, then you do. You know, agents, uh, letting agents are absolutely covered by the law that says they have to be associated with a redress scheme. That redress scheme would either be the property ombudsman or the property redress scheme. And one of their requirements amongst many things is that you have a complaints procedure. So at this point, we've established that there are a number of benefits to having a complaints procedure. So many, I would say that I can't see why you wouldn't have one, because you are going to get complaints. At the same time, we've established that it isn't a law to have one if you're a self-managing landlord. But if you want to have a complaints procedure in place, and if you want that complaints procedure to have at the end of it a method to refer the complaint on for impartial independent adjudication, if you like, then you need to be registered with one of the redress schemes, the property ombudsman or the property redress scheme. And anyone can go and sign up with the redress scheme. You need to jump through the hoops. You need to look at the differences between the two uh, bodies, the ombudsman and the redress scheme, decide which one's best for you, but once you've done that, you can access their template, complaints received, you can add your information in it, and then you can make that available to your tenants. They'll ask that you do certain things, like make sure a copy is displayed on your website, that's good practice anyway. And then you're off. Now you have a solution in place, or a process in place, in the event that you get a complaint, and you know exactly how to deal with it, and there's always going to be a resolution no matter how wild or bizarre the complaint is and no matter how difficult it might be to come to an amenable conclusion on a complaint. So there we are, complaints. See, I know it wasn't the most exciting topic in the world, but I bet you're thinking, actually, it sounds like a good idea, Randy, because it's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you have it? Signing up to one of the redress schemes is a bit of a no-brainer anyway. It's going to cost you a few hundred quid. That's literally it. Why would you not have a complaints procedure in place? It's beneficial to, to everybody, your whole business. It'll save you a huge amount of time and frustration if and when you get that complaint. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a long-term listener, then thank you so much for your continued support. If you're brand new to the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button though. And if you haven't Yeah, left a review of the podcast please 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 take 30 seconds just to leave a quick review of the show it really does help it really helps us bring more great guests onto the show and it helps us reach a bigger audience we can help more and more people do great things in our industry which is exactly why we're here and it's exactly what we're trying to do don't forget if you really want to level things up if you really want to learn more about how to manage your HMO as well and try and avoid those complaints in the first place then everything you could possibly need to know is actually waiting for you inside the HMO roadmap head on over there get yourself signed up there's a ton of information and resource waiting to help you that's it for today's episode don't forget i'll be right back here next time so join me then for another installment of the hmo podcast